Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love polar bears. I'm Danny. I'm I'm Jim. And we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. What did and Jim? What did we watch this week? Uh, I'm not sure of the exact title. It's with Mr. Freeze in it. (laughs) Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero from 1998. Uh, uh, Wallace and Jacob are not here this week. This is an episode we actually recorded back in like May, and I fucked up and I didn't upload it properly then, deleted the original, and Jim was on the original version, so we had to have him back to to re-record and talk about this properly. And that podcast was really great. It oh, was the best one we ever did. Yeah, probably the best ever did. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a disappointment, yeah. uh, this one. I've this already... Not I've, as good. Yeah, I have no hope for yeah. it, really. I'm going to be honest with you. I got the podcast thing mm-hmm. this time. Um, you did well on that. Yeah, well, the last time I didn't. So, you know, yeah. I feel like people just right. assume from the... But I want to be honest with Wallace you. Wallace and Jacob do this every week, and they don't normally do this. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a little more committed than yeah. those two, as, you are. Uh, obviously, You're, by being here today. They're here. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the last time Walks was actually on the podcast. <laughs> uh, good to have you here. Jim, Jim uh, tell us about you. What do you do? You're a comedy person. Comedy yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedy person, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah most I, of the people we... Not all the guests, I guess. But most of the guests have been some kind of comedian, improv people. Yeah, um, I do. I do some comedy stuff. I used to have a show with Jacob, the uh, the other host, before the bar shut down and didn't tell us. That's right. Um, which was a really fun experience. Um, I play with a group called Manta Ray Police Force, uh, doing a show on Wednesday. Uh, part of the Paper Crane uh, something festival. Uh, proceeds go to hurricane relief. You know. Very cool. Um, if uh, yeah, no one will come out listening to this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's my little plug yeah, for promotion. If you're, if you're listening to this. It, well, hopefully I'll get it out Wednesday morning. So you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to. And you'll probably, plans. you know, know me, so yeah. you feel free to text me. I can, I can give you a coupon code. That's uh, right. We'll know. do some plugs at the end. You can give out all your Twitter and everything. Yeah, so, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, if anyone just wants to call, I'm, pretty, I'm very lonely <laughs> these days. Um, you wrote a you wrote a movie. You're doing writing and stuff. Yeah, so uh, working with a small production company and uh, working on a feature right now that will hopefully shoot in March. Um, I was talking with Danny. You know, it's uh, hard to raise. They've raised twenty thousand dollars, so it's like they've raised some money. That's uh, not nothing. Yeah, uh, but that's a long way from a hundred thousand. So yeah. you know. Well, I was telling you, uh, I've been working on this web series. We raised uh, zero dollars. So oh far. wow! Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. um, but even farther from twenty thousand. Um. Well, you know what? You know what, Danny? <laughs> You've raised a dollar now. Oh shit! Thank Boom. you. Thank you. Our first dollar. Yeah. You know, I think. I'm just remembering on the original version of this, I think you promised Jacob a dollar if he actually listened to it. Yeah, I think it was $5, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, to, or to anyone. Or right. Jacob or Wallace or, you know, who yeah. uh, said they, you know. If listen, they actually listened to it and came up to you and said, give me $5, Yeah, you do I listened it. to it. But it was like 40 minutes in, yeah. so I feel like now I'm not going to make that same offer because I think there's a chance Fair Jacob enough. will listen to the first five minutes of this. And I think that's unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I 
don't think so. I've, there've been a couple episodes where I put something in, like two minutes in, like insulting Wallace or Jacob, and they never acknowledged it, never said anything. <laughs> or they're just like deeply hurt and like don't know, they like want to address it, but it's, you know. It could be that. It's one of those. <laughs> Lacking the communication skills. Yeah, one process. of us is a monster. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. Uh, so, uh, Jim, what is your history with, with Batman in general? Are you, are you a um, fan of Batman? Do you watch? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's fine, you know? Um, it's like, obviously, you put, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of hours into Too this. Uh, <laughs> um, I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> watched... Because you're a sane person. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I watch, like, 20 hours of basketball every week, so okay. it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, and then just... Uh, a number of useless time on other things on the internet. So, it's you, are you, is your brain filled with just useless basketball trivia? Yeah, I actually played like Sporkle quizzes uh-huh. for like the top draft picks throughout the entire like history I, of the that, NBA last basketball night. Basketball is your Batman. I do the same thing with Sporkle and Batman. Batman. Can yeah. you name like all the Batman movies? Like, if you had a whole list, how many of them do you think you could get, like percentage wise? <sighs> I mean, it's it's difficult because I think a lot of those kind of lists are less complete than what I would call the list <laughs> of all the Batman movies. If you want to talk about like the official studio released ones, I could absolutely name them all. Okay. If you want to talk of foreign Batman movies and pornos and fan films, and I would probably be able to name seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. Yeah. Do you think you are there people who are more? Like, are you on Batman forums? Are you I'm like, not. are you a moderator on a Batman forum? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I, I there are people who know Batman better than I do. There's okay. no question. <laughs> In my, there are definite limits to what I know about Batman. There's like a cutoff of when I don't know it so well anymore. Mm-hmm. Like uh, post 2008, I probably don't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why was that the cutoff point? Why were you like? Uh, I just started being very broke and I couldn't buy comic books regularly. Ah, okay. I See, I hadn't even considered the Batman comic book universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was purely thinking about the movie universe, but yeah, of course, it's a comic book originally, yeah. which is something, <laughs> you know, probably one would consider, sure, uh, you sure. know, before coming on a show like this. I mean, I, I know a lot of very old, I also don't know Golden Age Batman, 40s, 50s very well. Um, but I know the movies more than most people who are alive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's, yeah. I I think I'm going to be, I'm reaching the point where I really believe that I have watched more Batman movies than anyone. Yeah, I mean, I would I would believe it, you There's, know? There can't um, be that many people watch the 1943 Batman serial and the 1982 Batman Italian porn and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, I yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, how, how was the porn Batman? Not good. <laughs> There's been a couple of them, and they've all been disgusting. <laughs> it's also, it's even if it weren't so disgusting, just watching porn and taking notes and not watching, like, a porn for an hour straight is not yeah, it's a weird experience. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with the internet, so it's, like, ten-minute clips, really. I've yeah. never, like, I think when I was in fifth grade, I watched, like, my friend's older brother bought a porn on the internet, <laughs> and we watched like an hour and a half long porn movie, and oh, uh, that was my too much. that was my first experience with pornography. I hadn't hit puberty yet, so I remember not liking it, yeah. but telling myself I'll like this someday. Um, <laughs> I'll like this someday. Not right now. Right now it seems weird, but yeah. someday I'm yeah. gonna enjoy this. And uh, yeah, I was I was right. So. I remember watching porn with a friend of mine in high school and being just very uncomfortable. And be like, why don't you just do this by yourself and I'm not here? 
And I, I, was this like one time or is this like a regular one thing? Time, okay. One time. I think one time he convinced me to do it. There's a couple other times he tried to convince me. I said, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Did you guys ever like jerk off together? No, like no, it no. was never. I think he might have been jerking off, but he had like a blanket kind of wrapped around him. And I was just like, can we. Just... Was it on a computer or like a television? Oh, on a TV, okay, on, TV. on a TV. Yeah. yeah. It was like an HBO. It was a. Uh, Planet of the Apes porn parody. Okay, so it was like not even like it was like softcore. So it's yeah, like not yeah. they don't it's like not real penetration. You know, I think it was a lesbian porn. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I once watched porn with a bunch of my friends in high school. Yeah, um, like I think ninth grade. I remember mm-hmm. it. You know, how was it? Um, it was you know uh, the porn star was Sophia Rose, Sativa Rose, mm-hmm. Sophia. I don't know. Um, oh, wait, so you went into a store to do this? Oh no 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 no! It oh. was just like I someone I think it might have been me had downloaded it. Okay. It was on a computer, and we just all there was like ten of us, or not uh-huh. ten of eight of us. It uh-huh. was a lo- it was a large group, uh-huh. and we just sat and watched this porn together during like a sleepover party. And there was like a line. The plot of it because it you know it had a plot. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was longer. It wasn't like a ten minute clip. There right. was, it was one of these longer. Going back to that um, was this the main porn star actress had just broken up with her girlfriend and she was really upset and the girlfriend's brother came into the room mm-hmm. he's like why are you so upset he's like your sister just broke up with me and he said the line well a girl needs a good dick in every now and again and uh <laughs> that became kind of like a catchphrase with us um <laughs> which now in my you know kind of more progressive world i'm like oh it's you know probably shouldn't have been a catch like was that a catchphrase little... like ironically or was it a catchphrase like you thought this was good I, d- I don't know it was it was not you know, it wasn't a feminist viewpoint, regardless. Right. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I was I was a worse person then. You know, um, <laughs> I think we all were. Yeah, I, I especially nobody's you know? at their best in ninth grade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wasn't good. Wasn't yeah. good. Yeah, I would I I cringe when I get the weird like ten years ago you said this on Facebook shit. Ooh, you know? Yeah, I I saw on Amazon a review I apparently wrote for the soundtrack to Dude Where's My Car (laughs) (laughs) it was was like 2002 and I felt so motivated to write a soundtrack because I guess some some person had gotten uh, like another reviewer had gotten a track wrong and so I I wrote angrily uh, to the person who wrote the review below me uh, that song was actually by Simple Plan, you fucking retard. <laughs> just like, oh, God. I, oh, there's so many things about Oh, this. you actually said retard. Like, yeah, I said retard. Oh, yeah. wow. There's a lot of things about that that I'm just really <laughs> ashamed of. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this all ties into Mr. Freeze and mm-hmm. Batman, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh mr freeze and batman uh uh, batman and mr freeze sub-zero it's a straight to dvd movie came out in 1998 straight to video there's no dvds back then uh probably maybe i don't know i i couldn't tell you i dvds also have no use now you know like someone gave me something on dvd and i literally have nothing to play it with and i'm just like thanks like i don't know what do you that's how I feel when some, some guy on the street is like trying to sell their, their mixtape and they're having, like, trying to sell me like a CD. I'm like, I don't, even if I wanted to buy it, I wouldn't know how to play this. If you can buy a mixtape for $5 on the street, you gotta do it. Um, it's... Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> that is a waste of $5. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, uh, the entertainment value you get from that, like, yeah. listening to that mixtape, I, I assure you, 
like, is better than, what else are you going to spend $5 on, you know? Like, a uh, sandwich, you yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a way to play it, so I don't know how much <laughs> entertainment I'm going to uh, get from it. Yeah, that's true, you know? <laughs> if you do, I don't know. I, I, I buy mixtapes off the street. I'm do you a, really? I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, you this know? This is like a regular, like, you've done this more than once. I've done this more than once, yeah. Oh, man. It's been a while since someone's, like, tried to sell me a mixtape, because uh-huh. I'm not, I don't look scared, and I'm not in Times Square, <laughs> um, very often, um, I mean, I'm often scared, but yeah. I just, I keep a, a dead face now. Right. No, no one asks me for directions in New York anymore. Mm. When I first moved here, like, every other day, people asked me for directions for places, <laughs> and I would just, I didn't know, but I would tell them anyway, it was just, like, very, I wasn't, I wasn't helpful. I had a weird interaction the other day, where I was, I was walking home from the subway, and I was, like, a few blocks away from my house, mm-hmm. And uh, there's this group of, of uh, black guys outside their apartment. Mm-hmm. And one of them starts shouting, hey, you just move in? You just move in? You just move in? Mm-hmm. And finally, like, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? And I just kept walking. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that was, what he was going for, but it felt not good. So I just didn't want to. Get, I think I think he was an anger about gentrification. I think maybe that's what he was going for, and I didn't want to be a part of. I looked at my most white. That day. So that's kind of. And to be fair, right now you're wearing a Washington Nationals gray T-shirt, yes. light blue jeans, and uh, Hanes socks. I um, think I was wearing like a collared shirt with a sweater over it. Oh, okay, so nice. Very white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little more gentrify white. You know, mm. it's like uh, I put some effort in my appearance white. You know, <laughs> not like I don't care. You know, should I be dressing more Slavic? Would that make I me think less? I get harassed less. I, I honestly do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I felt kind of ba- like I'm. I noticed how bad my outfit is right now. Walking through like an all black neighborhood with a like I have like fucking socks with astronauts on them. That's very white. And uh, like a nice like kind of like a Nicklo you know striped purple t shirt. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I I look bad. You um, look like everything that's wrong with Brooklyn. Yeah, if right I just now. like had a fucking like e cigarette in my mouth yeah. and a, like a longboard. Like you should just fucking murder me on the or spot, or like a fedora or some kind of ironic hat. Yeah, I'm 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 out all out on hats. You won't catch me wearing a hat. Like baseball caps are like kind of okay, but uh, it really bothers me when people wear hats. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. I can't pull them off. I feel like you gotta have a. There's a certain type of person who can do a douchebag. I think douchebag. Douche yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like the trend of like hats being fashionable. It makes me lose respect for people that I like, and I feel bad that I've, like. I don't know if I trust Emily anymore, you know? Like, I've had that thought, you know? And is yeah. Emily wearing a hat or is she dating someone? Uh, Emily so. was wearing a hat last okay. time I saw her. Okay. You know, and she's, like, maybe the person I respect the most in the world. And uh, <laughs> she's like, whew. Why are wearing that belt hat? Why, yeah. why, what, what's the purpose here? But, um, <laughs> you go to, like, a, a synagogue, you're like, oh, these guys. That's fine. Don't, that's, don't like, <laughs> that's, 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 like, a religion. Like, I'm fine with, like, hijabs. Like, it's not, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm deeply problematic, but I'm not, you know, I have, you know, I, I hope I'm not a racist. I'm sure I have sort of like subtle, like micro racism, you know, it's like a thing and micro, you know, sure. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure. not, you know, I'm a white straight male. I'm, I have privilege and I'm unaware of my own biases. Um, but I don't like hats. I'm good. I'm no microaggressions. <laughs> You're completely I'm in not the clear. <laughs> what about that man tried to talk to you and you just kept walking? That's kind of little. Yeah. You mentioned that they were black too. So what's up with that? Uh, yeah, I was just painting a picture. Okay, thank you. Nothing to do with me being <laughs> terrified of them because they're racist. I was terrified of them as people. Okay. 
<laughs> not as, as pragmatic. Yeah. Um, I did notice the last time I was here recording the same podcast, there was men playing dice on the street in front yes. of your apartment, which was like kind of exciting. <laughs> um, I don't know how dice games work, but I, I don't know. I'm, I really like gambling and would love to join in one day. Um, you should go for it. <laughs> see, see how welcome you are. I literally gave you my last dollar, Danny, uh, to fund your fucking web series, so I don't know what more you want from me. We can play dice for this dollar after the podcast is over. <laughs> okay, sounds great. <laughs> uh, so this this uh, movie, we've now watched this twice, but it was good. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's like really, it's a it's a good little thing. It's like, I don't know, like 70 minutes long, 65 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 67. And, yeah. It's a, uh, and I don't know. And it uh, it stars Kevin Conroy, who did Batman for Batman the Animated Series. It's in the same, done by the same people. It's the same style, same voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out right around the same time as uh, Batman and Robin, the Joel Schumacher. Uh, it was originally supposed to be a tie-in, but they pushed it back because um, Batman and Robin also had Mr. Freeze in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of pushed this back and tried to distance itself because that one got such horrible reviews and was a huge bomb. And, sure. Uh, tried... I, I never saw it, but I've, I've, I've heard bad things. Yeah. It was, I don't hate it as much as most people, but it's not remembered fondly. Is this the Arnold Schwarzenegger That's Mr. Freeze one, yeah. one? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. This was a very different take on Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is like, I'm kind of on his side, almost, yeah. you know? He's like... a very sympathetic villain. And it like opens up with him... Like, providing fish. He's, like, taking care of this, like, 12-year-old Inuit boy whose parents died. And yeah. he just, like, wants to live a life alone. He's uh, living in the Arctic, and he's he's living with these two polar bears. And uh, his adopted Inuit son, Kunak? Kunak, Kunak. yeah. Uh, and his, his uh, wife, Nora, who's been cryogenically frozen. Uh, she has some kind of... Terminal illness, I don't know if they said what it was exactly. Yeah, it's un- unclear, but his freeze researcher powers are, like, keeping her alive. Yeah, she's cryogenically like, frozen yeah, until yeah. they can find a cure for this yeah. disease. And uh, so he, he's adopted this Inuit kid, and um, then they, these, uh, the subway, uh, subway submarine mm-hmm. uh, kind of bursts mm-hmm. into the, the cave. It's just sees that there's a cave. They don't know that he's there. Yeah. And they just uh, come up out of the water and uh, shatter the, the ice and they disrupt it all. And, and Nora's case, uh, her cryogenic tube falls and shatters. Yeah, they just like basically explode into his home yeah. and just like destroy all the things that he's built. And mm-hmm. like he, I don't know, he seemingly is immortal based on this, you know, he like <laughs> survives a lot. Yeah. Um, but she's like fucked up and the, the boy I think is fine. Yeah. And the polar bears like rescue him yes. they they kind of dig him out of the ice they're very talented polar bears they are. you know um yeah uh and he um uh we, we can see also that he's very strong uh here which kind of comes up a little it doesn't it's not a huge plot point but mm-hmm. uh he's lifting this huge bag of fish and then he gives it to the inuit boy and the inuit boy just like falls down trying to pick it up yeah he's also, he's a little bit of a dick in that moment where he gives it to him the uh, kunak is like hey did you bring dinner and he just Hands this bag of fish and just walks off. Oh, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was a little sweet. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's like a nice beat of like, the dad drops down the fish and the boy's like, oh, I want to be like dad. But then he's like the 12 year old boy yeah. and kind of falls over. You know, um, when you were 12, your dad would just come and bring you the, the raw ingredients to make dinner <laughs> for the family. 
yes, I do. I do often think back to my dramaturgical father bringing me uh, just a lot of raw salmon <laughs> dropping it on the kitchen He's floor. He's also so excited for salmon. I'm thinking they're they're in the Arctic. Like that's got to be like how many things bringing. <laughs> Yeah, if it was like, oh, chocolate cake, I can yeah, see the excitement, right. but the salmon, you know. It's got to be pretty common. Yeah. It's like someone bringing pizza after you, like, help them move. It's like, oh, pizza. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, pizza, you know. Yeah. I'm getting free pizza tonight. I helped someone with it yesterday. Oh, so very cool. throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little brag there. Yeah, a little humble brag. <laughs> Not a big I hope someone moves, so yeah. I'm, I'm a good person. <laughs> you know. Uh, so they, uh, he freezes everybody in the, the whole crew mm-hmm. of the, the submarine as punishment. He just kind of encases them in ice. He's got yeah. like a, a freeze gun. He just shoots them in there in ice. Yeah, it's unclear if he murders them. Are they dead? Like, I don't... I think we can assume they are. Yeah. I think this is... I mean, it's a, it's a kid's movie, so they can't show them yeah. as being definitively dead. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's the implication. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really be so much on his side uh, with that, you know? It's, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, he's uh, he is a supervillain, mm-hmm. but as supervillains go, he's pretty sympathetic. He didn't, he was wronged first. They almost killed his wife. Yeah, and that's also just sort of like the Iraq War, you know? Like, yeah. people are angry that they've killed U.S. soldiers, but they just, like, bombed their home, and they're like, we're here, you know? It's, like, yeah. comparable. He just like, wants to be left alone. Yeah. And they kind of, not they didn't seek out to 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 destroy his home but they did Mm -hmm. and he was just kind of maybe going a little past defending himself but yeah um so he goes back to uh nora's been been released from her containment and uh he goes so mr freeze two weeks later goes to gotham city um and enlists the help of his old colleague dr gregory belson to find a cure for nora and try and save her uh Belson determines that Nora needs an organ transplant, but due to her rare blood type, there are no suitable donors available. Freeze declares they will use a live donor, even if it means killing an innocent woman, and bribes Belson into com- compliance with a promise of gold that will put an end to Belson's own financial problems. Yeah, Belson's the true villain in this yes. whole thing. Belson, Belson's like a weird inside training stockbroker who like fucked up inside tra- insider trading yeah. which is crazy <laughs> because the whole thing is you have information you shouldn't have in order to make financial gain right um and seems to like take pleasure once they like capture uh i guess i'm like, skipping ahead but yeah. like when he's like being the captor and you know i don't know i kind of like that that he was not as obviously a super villain but he was definitely more evil mm-hmm. that he he starts off as being kind of reluctant to hurt anyone yeah and then he pretty quickly, like, as soon as he, they give him an excuse, as soon yeah. as they give him money, he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. It was also weird in, like, a kid's movie to have so much stock talk. <laughs> like, I, I just kind of zoned out as soon as they, I didn't know it was about insider trading, as soon as I heard anything about futures, like, <laughs> don't know what they're talking about, don't, don't understand, I'm not going to learn this. Yeah, and then they go to this, like, they, it cuts to, like, Batman isn't in this movie very much, you know? Like, you get, like, one glimpse of him where these bank robbers are, like, robbing a bank. And yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, he's Batman, you know? There's a weird moment where this, uh, it's a guy kind of walking down the street, and then he sees, like, a jewelry store, mm-hmm. and he throws, like, a bottle through the window and climbs in, starts grabbing jewelry, and then he beats up the store owner, and then his accomplice pulls up in a, a getaway car. Yeah. But it... I had to go back and rewatch that scene because it seemed like he wasn't playing in it. It yeah. seemed like he just happened to come upon this jewelry store. 
But then he had a getaway driver. Right. You know? (laughs) Also, the old man in the shop, like, they apparently live in the building. It's like an old-timey situation. Because, like, he breaks in, and it's, like, the husband and wife, and it's, like, nighttime. And the, like, jewelry shop orders this, like, old guy with a cane. He's like, I'm not scared of you. You're not going to do this again, which implies that it happens a lot. (laughs) That guy just keeps coming back to the same jewelry store. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe put some bars on the door. Like, you know, I'm not... Blame, I'm blaming the victim here, is what I'm doing, <laughs> to be very clear. But His like, wife's just like, Morty, Morty, don't <laughs> Don't do that! Don't do that! <laughs> You're hitting him with your cane. You're not in good health. Yeah, he's, <laughs> which it's like, I don't know, kind of cool that he's like going, you know, he's like, he's obviously, he's very stupid, but he's not afraid, and there's something admirable about yeah. that, maybe? Yeah, that's kind of um, noble. But Batman stops them by jumping on top of their car and just putting his, like, cape yes. over the windows. <laughs> and, like, that is, like, incredibly dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they, like, run over a fire hydrant yeah. and, like, crash into a wall. And it's, like, you know. That could have very easily got horribly Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they, uh, everybody ends up at this party. Um, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne is there. Dick Grayson, Robin is there. Commissioner Gordon is there, and then later uh, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, shows up, mm-hmm. and um, then Mister Freeze breaks in because they, or I guess they they called, um, they were going through like the the hospital records mm-hmm. to see who's a match for uh, for Nora Freeze to get her. They got to do an organ yeah. transplant, and based on they said it has to be a woman of the same height and weight. For some reason. Which makes total sense. That's just science for you, you know? I, I mean, maybe... I don't know. I guess your organs could be different sizes if you're... Yeah, I mean, like, I know, you know, like, children with enlarged hearts needs, like, adult heart transplants. Like, there's, like, some, I think, uh-huh. you know, but I think it's, it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing I do want to mention about this party, it's, like, a jazz swing party. Yeah. And every man is, like, the buffest dude possible. Yes. It's, like, they're, like very broad-chested. Right. You know. There's a thing with the animation style in this show where the men look like refrigerators. Yeah. They're just enormous and square. Yeah. <laughs> and Robin is just like a slightly shorter refrigerator <laughs> to show like his status compared to like Gordon and uh, Batman. Also, you know? his head is like a third the size of Batman's. Yeah. <laughs> it's much smaller. Uh, but there's... Um, when they're doing like the search and they come up with the the list of women who who match Nora Freeze, they there's like eighteen women. They mm-hmm. they pull eighteen matches and they're just like uh, uh this one, and it's Batgirl. Yeah, that's the. There's a bad. Yeah, bad they should do a little more research. I feel yeah. I guess they wouldn't know because it's secret identity. You know, it's like that right. type of thing. But literally any other woman would not be able to escape or give them as much problems compared to her. Would it have been better if there had just been the one woman if she was the only match? Or would that have been, like, more just too convenient that... Um, I don't... I think they're both pretty... You know, I'm not... I'm not, I was not upset by, yeah. like, none of this upset me watching it. I was just like, okay, sure. You know? Yeah. Like, I get what they're going for. And this is a very good um, movie. All my criticisms are, are pretty small. Yeah. And like, there's like going just like, there's like nice small moments in that. Like mm-hmm. I talked about with the salmon thing, but like when Batgirl gets there, she's like in a nice dress and Robin mm-hmm. like wants to, he's like, I guess they're dating or he's like, yeah. at least like, I think they're like in a relationship. Um, but he like tries to bring them wine and keeps like dodging people. And yeah. then he finally gets there and he's like very happy. He didn't spill the wine and mm-hmm. makes a comment. And then someone bumps into him and he spills the wine. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's like 
I like those little moments in that. It's not just like plot, plot, plot. It's like, oh, there's there's a world here. Yeah. Robin's kind of an awkward guy, you yeah. know, and but he's well intended, and mm-hmm. she's kind of making fun of them, you know. There's... Yeah, they, they had good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like them together. Yeah. I guess there's. I'm, I'm mixing up two parties. I'm realizing that that happened. Uh, I was thinking that was all the same party that where Mister Freeze bursts in, but there's two different parties. There's the one. Uh, isn't there? Because he asks her to go to like that jazz festival later. Or no, they they don't. He just asks her to, and they don't. Yeah, there's only one party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, because so that's the same party, Mister Freeze burst in with. The that's pillars. right. Yeah. Um, but he, Jim Gordon, is like. At at first, it comes off as kind of sweet that he's like very okay with his daughter dating. He's like, uh, Robin, I got a lot of a lot of guys want her. Yeah, you, you gotta be. Or not Robin, Dick, Dick. Yeah, There's a lot of guys <laughs> want her. Yeah, she's really hot, my daughter. She's good. It's a real looker. Yeah, I want to fuck my daughter. <laughs> it gets me too much of yeah. that. Yeah, it's a little. It's yeah. There's like some weird shit with that. Also, like. Robin asks Batman for, like, dating advice, and he's like, well, and then it, like, cuts to, like, three very attractive women, like, going, yeah. oh, hey, Bruce, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, which I, I don't love, but there's, I don't know, as it gets farther along, it's pretty, it's, like, kind of feminist, you know, yeah. in the, the movie itself. Uh, it, it felt a little, like, he was kind of objectifying them, they're just this arm candy, mm-hmm. but then he walks over there, and they're all just like, ooh, Bruce, you have such big muscles. <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, there's kind of, kind of mutual objectification here, so... Yeah, but when one person has a position of power, it's like, I don't know, the men are still worse, and I'm going to throw that out there, you know? I just feel like if it's, uh, if both of them know what the situation is, and they're both just in it for for that, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. If they're just looking to fuck, <laughs> then... And everyone knows that, and that's what they want. That's fine. Yeah, but it's also, like, written... I'm sure a man wrote this. I don't... Um, Probably. Yeah, so it's just, like... It's not, like, an actual true female voice, you know? Where it's, like... It's just, written like... by Boyd Kirkland and Randy Rogel. Yeah. I'm assuming Randy's a man. Uh, I, I'd assume as much. And Boyd... You know, it's got boy in his name, so... <laughs> he sounds like a very old man. <laughs> That's not a guy. There's no. There's no man born after 1960. I'll say named Boyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've never met a Boyd. I never have. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have believed that was a name before I just saw that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever met a Danny outside of you in real yeah. life. To be fair, I've known Dan's or like Daniels, but not a not a Danny specifically. You know, I feel like I've known. I don't know, I guess it's less common as you get into adulthood. A yeah. lot of them switch over. Mm-hmm. Will you ever switch, or you just you riding out Danny? You gonna be like Danny McBride? Just uh... I think I'm I'm in it. Yeah, I, I think I I tried to switch to Dan at one point. Really, it didn't feel right. Oh, when, what led to the switch? I hit like middle school. I'm like, it's time to. Oh, switch. it was middle school. I thought yeah. it was like <laughs> it was no. like two years ago. <laughs> no, I think we had the same discussion on the first time we did this episode. <laughs> I don't remember, but you know, it's uh, good that the folks at home are skidding up. She's kind of, uh, she's given up on this, but my girlfriend for a while was pushing me to switch to Dan. I do remember us talking about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't like Dan. Dan feels like a stockbroker who's just very serious and kind of a douche. Yeah. And uh, I, Danny feels fun and goofy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, Danny's good. I mean, Jim's kind of like, n- nobody's named Jim anymore, I feel like, you know. There's not yeah. a lot of young Jims. Were you ever Jimmy? No, no. I feel like Jimmy doesn't really fit. I feel Jim hits it yeah. for me. I feel pretty good about it. Um, I've never gone by James, either. That's like my real name, my, mm. my Christian name. 
Sure. Um, but uh, I'd be fine if someone called me Jinx, but uh, I don't don't really like Jimmy. Um, yeah, Jimbo is the, really the only nickname. If someone calls me that, it, it bothers me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have, like, a... I guess you probably wouldn't with, with Jim. Sometimes I get people who give... Like, I'll introduce myself as Danny, and they just default to Dan anyway. Um, yeah, they'll be like, I'll be like, hey, I'm Jim. And they're like, okay, whatever, douchebag. You know, it's like a very common <laughs> thing for me. But it's, I'm always wearing a big hat, so it's like fair, I think. Um, you got that fedora on all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, no one's like, I think, I yeah, no, I've never had someone like call me James. Mm. I've, I've, people will call me like Jimbo. Hmm. Or like, and I don't like that. They'll default to Jimbo. Like people in my office, my old boss uh, knew I really didn't like it, and hmm. she she constantly called me that and would like laugh to herself. <laughs> uh, she was like a very like uh, like she was like a forty five year old Upper West Side uh, you know classy French woman <laughs> you know um, who took a lot of pleasure and uh, you know like. Hello, Jimbo. You know. Hello, Jimbo. <laughs> she didn't have a French accent, oh. but you know, she, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, maybe this is just because I I don't feel like I've ever had this before, but um, I, I work at a, a company that's very Jewish. Mm-hmm. A lot of our clients are very Jewish, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people I'll introduce myself as Danny, and they insist on calling me Daniel, mm-hmm. which I, I feel like is an Orthodox Jew kind of sure kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, just call people by the names they introduce themselves as. It's like a pet peeve for a lot of people. Yeah. They're like, hey, I'm Allison. They, I have a friend, Allison. She's like, when people call me Allie, fucking lose my shit. Yeah. I was like, well, I wouldn't be that bad. But, like, <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's probably not great. Yeah. I've had jobs where I just, I wrote, like, Daniel on, like, the official paperwork and mm-hmm. stuff. Because I, I feel like I... Yeah, I feel like that's the, that's the good call. Yeah. And then they started calling me Daniel, and I'm like, how long am I really going to be here? <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's not even weird. <laughs> yeah, I do remember like in school where it's just like a teacher calls you James in homeroom, and yeah. I'm like, "Cool, I'm James." You know, I'm not <laughs> not fighting this battle. Yeah. You know, um, uh, this is a summer job. I'll be here another couple weeks. It's not worth it. Um, so back in the the Batman, uh, shit. Uh, uh, where were we? I'm gonna turn off the Wi-Fi here so we don't keep getting interrupted. <laughs> Um, so Barbara Gordon is the a match, and uh, Mr. Freeze breaks in to the, the party mm-hmm. with his polar bears. Yep. Uh, tries to grab her. She, we've already seen, because there's a, a cut when um, uh, Commissioner Gordon said something about, like, oh, she's a sweet little girl or something, and mm-hmm. cuts to her dressed as Batgirl, beating up a couple of thugs. Yeah. Um, she, we've seen that she's very capable. She's yeah. a good fighter. She's strong. She can handle herself. They did some weird choices where she's very inconsistent in this movie, where sometimes she's very capable, and then she just randomly becomes a damsel in distress. Yeah, I mean, like, yes and no. I feel like they probably portrayed her pretty positively. And going back to, like, her, it's like, oh, she's the sweetest girl and beating up a group of men. It's like, it's like a group of, like, five men in a park, like, yeah. seemingly mugging a woman, but mm-hmm. it, like totally seems like the woman's about to be gang raped it's like a much it could be a much darker movie if we like cut a little bit before um but yeah she like doesn't fight back at first she just sort of goes willingly but it's only after the polar bear pins down robin and she's like don't hurt him you know i think it was before because robin was like fighting the polar bear well robin like fights mr freeze yeah and she then she was 
willingly, like, after that goes down. Like, I'll come with you guys, you know? Yeah. Well, there'll be... There's another moment I'll, I'll get to in a little bit when it comes mm-hmm. up where I felt like she suddenly became a damsel. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure you're talking about, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. It was just a, a very brief... Yeah. Um, but, but so they, they kidnap uh, Barbara Gordon. Um, then uh, Dick Grayson, Robin, he, he tries to chase after her on a motorcycle. That's right, yeah. There's a, a fun little moment where he's, he's running after and he um, sees some guy with the motorcycle and he just grabs the motorcycle and tosses him the keys and he says, here, take my Corvette. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that he has a Corvette. Yeah. I love that he's like, that's a that's a fair trade, yeah. you know? It's kind of like obnoxiously rich. Or <laughs> just, <laughs> just lose his whole car. <laughs> just He's not going to hold on to that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it's also like a weird thing too. Like, does the guy just take the Corvette? Because he doesn't have any like paperwork. Like, what if he, it's exactly. like, sir, w- why are you in this car? It's like, well, um, a man threw me the keys. <laughs> he just said he took it? my motorcycle. Um, what was it the man's Corvette? And he goes, I, I, probably. I probably. <laughs> uh, is this car stolen, sir? Like, uh, it's, uh, maybe you know. It's a tough situation. I mean, it's nice that he didn't just take the motorcycle. I right. think that's like a nice thing. But uh, yeah, I, I also, I don't know. I feel like uh, it's. I, I have mixed feelings about that moment. It's, it's kind of sweet and kind of funny, but at the same time, it, it's like if you're girlfriend has been kidnapped by a supervillain with polar bears and you need to steal a motorcycle to get her back i feel like that's okay yeah i'm i'm not again like i i don't think i'll ever be in that situation you know um, <laughs> hopefully not like also i can't ride a bike like i've never learned that <laughs> there's very little chance i'm gonna hop on a motorcycle sure. you know sure. um I, you know, yeah, I think she probably should date me. I think if that's like going to be something you're running into, like I can provide like emotional support. Right. I'm, I'm a pretty empathetic guy, um, but I'm not going to be able to rescue you from like a super villain. Like how often do you, or how, at what point do you bring that up with a girl you're dating? Um, Is that like a first date thing? Well, I actually went on a first date yesterday and I didn't oh, bring yeah. that up. So I feel like, I guess, it's, uh, maybe maybe next time, you yeah. know, uh, if we maybe go out again. Like, maybe it's more of a second or third date. Yeah, I'll just like throw that out there. How'd the um, date last night go? Um, It went all right. Uh, she talked like 90% of the time. Okay. Um, and typically I like to ask questions, but she did not ask me a single question about myself, oh, which was not like good. not great. At t- but um, yeah. Found her very attractive, so, you know, I'm going to ask her out again, because um, I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. um, like, one of my female friends texted me, he's like, hey, how do I win night? Like, said the same thing, which is, like, a very honest answer, and then she just didn't respond. <laughs> and I could tell she was, like, kind of pissed off that I'm willing to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm problematic. I'm not going to, I'm not above, <laughs> above that. No, um, I, I don't disagree. I dated, yeah. before I uh, met Carolyn, I, I went on a few dates with a girl who, we just had, like, nothing in common, but she was, like she wasn't even really my type but she mm-hmm. was like objectively very attractive yeah. and I'm like I don't understand this but as long as she's willing to go out with me I can't <laughs> I feel like I can't be the one to end this I know how this goes yeah. she's um, like tall and blonde and like kind of statuesque and like this is I'm not allowed to break up with her she has to this. Yeah, this is like a plot of like a shitty movie I saw in high school where like the, the nerdy guy breaks up with a hot girl and she's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, it was almost like a relief when she broke up, or not broke up, we 
we didn't read we went on like three dates mm-hmm. but like when she stopped like uh responding to my text I'm like oh thank god I yes stop this. <laughs> we didn't have anything in common i didn't really like going to <laughs> it's like when you're like uh you know like maybe you're on the run and you finally get caught you yeah. know just like pressure i know on. i'm supposed to keep running yeah. you know it's just like uh or like a job where like you you know you're gonna get fired and like it finally happens and like oh at least it's it's, it's over. Sweet, sweet relief. Yeah. Um, yeah, the funny thing is I'll text this girl later and she just won't respond and then I, I just sound like <laughs> it's fucking nice. It's like, yeah, I just had to support the whole conversation and <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Should I text her today or should I wait one more day? What do you think, Danny? What's your pre- professional advice here? Oh, I think text her today. Okay. I think, I, I, there's no rules to anything like that. Text her when you feel like texting her. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to text her today, then uh, text her today if you, Aren't interested in texting her today. Uh, doesn't sound like it's a good match. <laughs> Man, yeah. Probably don't text her if you don't <laughs> want to text her today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you've been dating a lot? Things going? Uh, going this, this is, yeah. Uh, trying to get back back in the, you know, doing a little more tendering lately, yeah. you know. Uh, trying to trying to start start dating again, you know. Um, How do you, I, I, I was on Tinder like a little bit when I was single. And I just had no idea how to even initiate the handful of times I matched with someone, I just didn't say anything. Yeah, that's most of the time. That's, <laughs> that's I would say, 90% of um, my my new strategy, which is a bad one. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm not, no one should take this advice. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, if they message me, okay, um, I will continue in conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this girl messaged me originally. Okay. So, and then, uh, yeah, you, like, chat back and forth a little bit. But, like, it's always very boring. All the mm-hmm. conversations are very boring. Um, talk, some girl talked to me about ghosts for a <laughs> long time. Like, uh, dozens of me- messages back and forth about her ghost Does thing. Does she believe in ghosts? Um, I think so. I don't... I mean, I could pull it up now, but I don't know if that's, like, a worthwhile, that's you know, yeah. use of time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I think like OkCupid's okay, a better use because at least very then there's like you map like you have percentage match so you sure. know that person that's, like doesn't vote for Trump. It's yeah. like that's what I was, that was my know. my go to. Yeah, and it, it gives you like a little bit of uh, you can write a few paragraphs and you get like a sense of who they are. Yeah, you have something you can you can pull out like some personal detail and be like, oh, that's interesting. Or we have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it easier to initiate. Mm. Conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Tinder, it's just like I have like a dumb, ironic sentence in my bio and then like pictures of me being stupid. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's only so much you can go on. Yeah. <laughs> Her thing was pretty good. It was like, uh, it was something, some Seinfeld reference, but she's like looking for someone who's just nice and emotionally available. And I'm maybe half of each of those things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, we'll see how it works out. I feel like women's standards are, are just so low. Like, men are just so awful. <laughs> yeah, it's really... Yeah, like, and the, that's that's the other thing. It's just, like, it's much harder to be a woman trying to date. Um, because yeah. just every man just wants to put a stick in you. And, like, <laughs> God, that's, that sounds awful, you know? And then it's like, but they want to put their dick in you, but they also don't want to be nice to you. Or, like, care about you. Right. It's just, like, purely for, like, to have sex with you. And, uh, yeah. I'm very glad uh, I'm not in that situation, but obviously part of the problem, as I said, like, yeah, well, I didn't really, you know, um, it's going to be really funny if I, like, date this girl long term, oh, and yeah. we come back to this, and <laughs> she hears it, and she breaks up with me, and I go, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was just waiting for it to happen, I was on the run, and now I'm caught. I think you'll be okay. I yeah. said a lot of things about Carolyn when we started dating on the podcast, and I don't think she's ever listened to <laughs> 
I do know my ex was a listener for a while. I, I doubt she... I hope she's not still... I can't believe she would still be listening. But I, know, <laughs> I know when we started, she was listening. Mm-hmm. After we had already been broken up for a while. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. How, how do you know? She, like, would text you about it, or, like... She, uh... We started talking briefly after we'd been broken up for, like, six months or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wrote me, like, an email, and she mentioned that she really liked the, the podcast and she'd been listening, which was weird, because I said a lot of very unkind things about her. Oh, for real? Yeah. Do you think it was, like, a passive-aggressive? Really like the podcast? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Why did you guys break up? What happened there? She cheated on me. Oh, shit. Yeah. How did you find out? She told me. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just pause in silence. <laughs> and, uh, let's breathe this moment in. There's just a lot of things that weren't... Uh, I think even beyond that, I think we... Looking back, we weren't a great match mm-hmm. long-term. And it was a long-distance thing. She really did not want to move to New York. Mm. And... We were reaching the point where she planned on moving here soon. Mm-hmm. And so I think she just didn't want to do that, didn't want to be part of it. And, and cheating was her way of just putting the nail on that and making, like, I don't have to do this now. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's like an interesting way to kind of view it. Yeah, I could see it. The long distance stuff is uh, not a. Not it's a not good. Yeah. It's not good. I would not do that again. Yeah, I, like, had that, like, the classic high school to college relationship. Ooh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. it's not, it's not never, great. Never good. Never no. work out. Mm. Any long distance, it's it's just so... Well, I guess it, it, I have a friend who actually got married recently, who uh, he and his girlfriend, they met when they were both um, doing a semester abroad in Spain. Mm-hmm. But she lives in Mexico, and he lives in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they did that for, like, five years. That's... That's bonkers to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think long distance can work if there's, like, I'm gone for three months. You know, there's just, like, there's an end date to this, you yeah. know? Um, but if it's just, like, an open-ended thing, like... Oh, I can't imagine. Open-ended. I'm not moving from Atlanta, you know? Yeah. you got to come to Missouri, you know? Yeah. It's like... Uh, and with this girl, it, we had, like, an end date to it, mm-hmm. but, like, the goal post kept being pushed back. Yeah. I think some of it was, some of it was just circumstance, but a lot of it was that I, I think she didn't want to move mm-hmm. and so she kept she wasn't really trying to to mm-hmm. move up here yeah so it it kept being it was like a year and a half and she's like oh no it's actually gonna be like two years yeah and then it got close to she's like oh i don't know where was she living virginia virginia okay are you from virginia yeah okay yeah yeah from uh, northern virginia okay yeah that's right uh so back in uh, batman uh so they they take uh they they kidnap barbara Dick Grayson chases on a motorcycle. Um, there's a, a cool action thing where he just there's a big car crash, mm-hmm. and he uses like five crash cop cars as a ramp. Yep. And does a huge jump over this bridge. Uh, not enough though. He he comes close to the the truck with Mister Freeze and the mm-hmm. polar bears and and Batgirl, and then Mister Freeze. Uh, uh, they had kind of a cool choice. I mean, instead of just shooting him with the freeze gun directly, they Mister Freeze shot the the street. The road. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it uh, causes um, the road to freeze, and then um, Robin spins out of control. Bike goes off the, the cliff, and he grabs under a branch, and um, it was well done. It was good. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Also, like, Mr. Freeze, despite maybe murdering those military members earlier on, like, when he, like, breaks in to, like, get uh, Batgirl, I don't know their real names, I'm so sorry, <laughs> uh, Dick Grayson, I've now yeah. learned, because yeah. you said it. 
uh, for uh, Robin, but uh, like doesn't hurt anybody. Like the polar bears could like hurt people, but right. he, he's actually like not trying to hurt anybody besides the woman he's trying to steal her organs. You yeah. know, which is I don't know. I think it's worth mentioning. It's something. Yeah, he's um, he, he is a super villain. He's yeah. a bad guy, but he he's not opposed to hurting people. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to hurt people. He's not a psychopath. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's gonna do whatever it takes to reach his his goals, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna go out of his way to, to hurt people if they don't further his desire, his goal. Yeah, like I, I thought about it. Like if you changed it around and you made it instead of what's like stealing. That girl, it's like stealing an evil Middle Eastern terrorist girl. Mm-hmm. People would be like, "Yeah, man!" Like they'd be rooting for him, you yeah. know. Like just the certain circumstances, he's like just trying to save his wife, you know. Yeah. It's like there's been horrible movies where they do that, and everyone's like, "I love Liam Neeson," <laughs> you know. I it wouldn't take a lot of changes to make him into a hero. Yeah, if it was just kind of framed differently, mm-hmm. uh, he, he could definitely be seen as the hero of this mm-hmm. story. Which is great. You want a villain who you can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, which I think is, like, why it's, like, a compelling, like, you know, movie compared to, like, I don't know, a lot of superhero stuff. I feel like you don't get that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he, he chases him, and then um, uh, Mr. Freeze, he fails to stop him, so Mr. Freeze takes uh, Barbara back to an oil rig where he and Belson are, are hiding. Belson, the, uh, the stockbroker guy we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so a doctor, not a stockbroker, but he's involved in trading, insider trading. Uh, Freeze and Belson explain the situation to Barbara, who claims she's willing to help Nora for the blood transfusion, uh, but not at the oil rig, prompting Mr. Freeze to keep Barbara imprisoned. Um, there's a, a scene here that this is where I was talking about, where they kind of damsel her for a moment, mm-hmm. where she's uh, she's locked up in this like cell, and she's on her bed, and she's trying to, to escape, uh, she's jumping on the bed and yeah. trying to get into this air duct. Mm-hmm. And right as they come into the room, she she makes it in and she's trying to escape. And Mr. Freeze is like shooting with the, the freeze gun. Yeah. And, um, so she makes it to the other room. He shoots the, all these like ice spikes come out. Mm-hmm. And she's like heroically just kicking him away and like trying to, to make her escape. Yeah. And then uh, Belson gets into the air duct and she's just like, whoa, and yeah. just starts running away. And she's, he's just like a fat guy. <laughs> he, he's not, a, he has no superpowers. He's not even like a particularly tough guy. He's just a fat middle-aged dude. And she's terrified of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was kidnapped mm-hmm. and by Mr. Freeze <laughs> and like, I'm like, I mean, she, like, jumps on this bed and breaks through the air duct, like, is trying to escape, and then you see this big-ass man in the air duct with you. I would be like, oh, shit, you know. But you have never fought off five guys at once. That's true, but she doesn't, like, give up right then. Like, yeah. she, like, keeps, like, she almost escapes and, yeah. like, gets outside and then finds some oil tanker in the middle of the ocean. She can't escape. Right. But she, like, she doesn't just give up at any point. Like she. No, she does not. And it's like, I like that throughout the whole thing, she keeps trying to get free. It's not like she's just waiting for Batman to come save her. No, that's true. The Batman is kind of like the B story of this and her like escape. Like, ultimately, she's kind of responsible for ultimately getting free, you know, in a certain way. Yeah, that's kind of true, yeah. yeah. Uh, it could almost be called Batgirl in Mr. Freeze. So, yeah. <laughs> I, he really is kind of a, a background character yeah. for most of this. Um so they, Bruce Wayne and uh, and Dick, they investigate the kidnapping. They learn that Belson's also missing, and then um, 
they, they do some detective work and they figure out that Mr. Freeze has taken both Barbara and Belson uh, to the this oil rig and they learn that the organ transplant, um, based on the, the equipment Belson left behind, they, they figure out that it's an organ transplant. Mm-hmm. This is one kind of obnoxious moment where uh, they're taking the, the bat plane out and uh, Alfred says something about like it, it looks like they did a ectomy, and Batman's like whoa, whoa and Robin's like what, what's the problem what is that he's like that's the medical term for an organ transplant <laughs> just say organ transplant from the start yeah you yeah you don't you know why, why are you being a dick Alfred yeah <laughs> why are you trying to show off uh, and then I, I kind of thought it was funny that as they're taking the bat plane out they they show that the tunnel is kind of winding and curving yeah and then there's a very narrow space the bat plane has to, to fly through. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a plane. Just make it like a straight shot. <laughs> you shouldn't need to be... Well, isn't that to, like, conceal it more? Isn't that the idea? It's just, like, so no Maybe. one knows? Maybe. Like, that's that's what I got from it, you know? Okay. I just thought it was... Like, it's very difficult to get a plane in the air <laughs> when you have to, to be making these sharp turns. And, um, so they go to the, uh, the, uh, the oil rig, and then... Barbara tries to, to escape again. She's been chained to the bed this time. But then um, she's kind of flirting with, with Kunak, this 12-year-old boy, mm-hmm. telling him how handsome he is. And uh, <laughs> and then she manages somehow to get her, her chain off of the, the bed. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Belson comes, she uses it as a weapon and tries to hit him yeah. with it. Then Mr. Freeze freezes it. and uh, They take her to the, the operating room. And they're going to put her under, and she's like, wait, why do I have to be put under for a blood transfusion? Yeah, and Kunak's like, you are going to hurt her, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he charges them and does nothing. Nothing really happens with Kunak. Yeah, I mean, Kunak, is, his intentions are, are pretty, he's like a good kid, you yeah. know? Like, there's only so much he can do, you know? I guess that's true. I, I guess there's, it's not realistic for him to, it just seems like they were setting him up to have a bigger role than he did. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been nice if some, he did something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt it was like it was real, you know. Yeah. Like it's what like I don't need him to like. I'm gonna go along with it and then do it. You know, like I guess that's like more like superhero-y. Yeah. But just like as a human thing, there's just like a 12 year old boy, and you're like foster dad is like trying to hurt this woman. And he said he wouldn't, and you're like that's fucked up, you know. Yeah. And like ultimately doing nothing, and then Belson like throws him to the ground pretty hard, and yeah. Freeze doesn't be like, hey, don't hit my kid, which I thought was kind of <laughs> fucked up. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so then, uh, Batman and Robin arrive in the Batwing, uh, in, in the, the, they have a big fight and, um, it, well, Barbara like escapes mm-hmm. and they're, they have like one of those, uh, like kind of, not file cam, but it's like a, a operating room yeah. thing where there's a bunch of shelves and mm-hmm. they have different types of surgical equipment yeah. in it. And he pulls the drawer out from one and there's just a gun in there. <laughs> It's like, a, here's my medical gun. <laughs> he's going to try and shoot the cancer out yeah. of you. Uh, so he chases her with his gun, and he's uh, shooting, and she's like, this is a fucking oil rig. Don't, yeah. These are giant fuel tanks you're shooting at. Stop shooting me. Yeah. He, he won't listen. Uh, he just keeps shooting them, and he starts a giant fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, why does this oil rig have no security? Like, what is the back... I feel like... That's a good question. Because it's got to be very expensive to build an oil rig in the ocean, you know? I felt like it was an abandoned oil rig, but then it's filled with With oil, oil, yeah, which they wouldn't just leave that Mm. there. 
if yeah, that's a good good question. I don't I'm glad know. we're finding these plot holes in this nineteen ninety eight Batman animated film. Made this for is, children. <laughs> this is this is what God intended us to do. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, they um, uh, they're they're all fighting. And uh, in the, the explosion, the, the oil rig uh, catches fire, there's an explosion, um, and Mr. Freeze's uh, legs are pinned under the fallen wreckage, his legs are broken. One of his legs is broken. Yeah. Batman and Robin escape, uh, but Batman, but Mr. Freeze tells Batman to save Nora and, and Kunak. So they, they run in, Mr. Freeze like shoots his uh, ice gun at the fire, mm-hmm. they run in and they save him, pull him out, and... Mr. Freeze kind of lying there. Batman tries to pick him up. He's like, no, save them first, then come back for me. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a weird, like, it, it's kind of heroic, but it's also, when you break it down, it's like, no, run out dangerously one time, then make a second dangerous <laughs> run. Rather yeah. than just doing it all. And it's month. also like, maybe he just wants to die, too. You know, it's be. like, maybe just like, I'm ready for it to be over, you know? Yeah, it kind of felt a little bit like that. And mm-hmm. that at the end, we see that he's kind of... Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So we're almost at the end here. Yeah. Uh, so they they bring uh, Kunak and Nora back. And then Batman rushes back for uh, for Mr. Freeze. He tells Robin, if I don't make it back, just go without me. Uh, but he, he tries to save Mr. Freeze, but the oil rig is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze falls down this, this big... Uh, Split in the, the oil rig, and yeah. Batman tries to save him, but he, he's not able to. Yeah. Um, presumably, Mr. Uh, Belson has died. He's, yes. He tried to escape in a motorboat, and the big thing of wreckage fell on top of him. Presumably, Mr. Freeze has died. They assume he's, he's been killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they escape on the Batwing, and uh, so then it's revealed that Mr. Freeze survived. He's escaped just clinging to his polar bears as they, they swim mm-hmm. away. What was the name of the one of the polar bears named Chocolate? Uh, the polar bears—they've like funny names. They did. Um, I don't remember their yeah. names. I'm not seeing yeah. it anywhere here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, sometime later, he he refu- he returns to the the Arctic, and uh, he his leg is frozen in this this ice cast that he's made for himself, mm-hmm. and he watches uh through the window of this research station on television that um uh nora has been revived at this organ transplant funded by wayne enterprises Mm -hmm. and everyone believes he's dead and he just kind of there's like a tear coming out as he Mm -hmm. walks away and um is a really sweet moment yeah if you wonder how nora feels about all of it you know like imagine like waking up and being told like everything that has happened yeah because I, I don't know how long she's been frozen for it seems like years i assume years um and just like was he a super villain when she was like no yeah so she like gets the disease or whatever happens yeah and then he grudgingly freezes her and then he becomes a super villain just yeah. like how upsetting like i would watch the shit out of a movie which just like the aftermath of her life, like trying to put her life back together, knowing like the man that she loves has like turned into this monster yeah. um, who is now probably dead, but it's right. like, she thinks he might not be dead. She's right. like conflicted whether to like tell the police, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, um, there, there's a weird bit of, is it heroic to, to just, you've made the decision for her that you're going to choose to be dead and that that's better. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not what she wants. Maybe she yeah. wants to 
to see you. And um, I think it's, in his eyes, it's certainly heroic that he's become a monster and he's just, it's for the greater good. It's for the best for her, mm-hmm. even though it's not what he wants. Yeah. He would love to be with her, mm-hmm. but he, he can't. Is there like a follow-up to this in any future Batmans where we find out what happens with them? Or is this just like the end of this story with uh, Lisa Freeze? Uh, this is the, the end of, uh, of this. There, there was a, some talk of a sequel. This is very successful. So they, um, they tried to have, it wouldn't really be so much Mr. Freeze. It would just be like another, uh, Batman, the animated series spinoff movie called mm-hmm. Batman Arkham. Okay. Uh, with the same writer, but it's, it's Batman, uh, facing off a bunch of Arkham Asylum escapees. Um, doesn't really have too much to do with Mr. Freeze, though, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the end of Mr. Mm-hmm. Freeze's story in this incarnation of Batman. Mm-hmm. It's a very sweet moment to end on. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. It's like, it's a good, you know, 65, 67 minutes of content there. You know, yeah. I, felt, I felt, like, satisfied with it, you know, it's like, some funny moments. It's sort of sad. It's, yeah. uh, so would you recommend this this Batman movie? I, I would. I would. Yeah, I think we talked about how most of the movies you would not recommend. A lot uh, of them I would not. This, this one I would. Yeah, if you're a Batman fan, I think totally. This is like, um, yeah. Know, I, why not? This is the second time I've watched it. Well, second time since we've... Second time recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I've, I know I've watched it at least one more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've enjoyed it every time. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's well done. Yeah. Uh, Batman the Animated Series was... Great, and they put out three, three or maybe four really good movies based mm-hmm. on the, the series. Yeah, my roommate went back through and watched like the Spider-Man animated series, and he's like, "Yeah, it totally holds up." Yeah. You know, it's like they did. We grew up watching like pretty decent cartoon, you know, uh, you know, sort of content there. You know, I think the the only problem I had with the Spider-Man series as a kid is that that one has so much more continuity and like a really complicated ongoing yeah. plot and i just never seemed to catch it at the right time ah, so i was watching yeah. random episodes and i was always very confused yeah. what was going on <laughs> and I, I think i could have easily been doing like a spider-man podcast now if that show had been, <laughs> if i followed it better mm-hmm. the batman the animated series was every episode was very self-contained mm-hmm. so was, you could just watch any episode yeah, totally uh and that's why i'm doing this podcast <laughs> um so now the what we have to talk about we um, uh, we have our big list of Batman. Kevin Conroy sitting at number two right now. He did Batman in this. Um, so the only question is, I, I don't think he's going to be moving down the list mm-hmm. from this. So number one is Christian Bale. Based on this performance, do you think this version of Batman, not the whole movie, just Batman yeah. specifically, is this a better Batman than the Christian Bale Batman? Um, I don't particularly like the Christian Bale Batman all that much. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, he, but, uh, I don't know. This Bat, the Batman specifically in this movie didn't have a big enough role for me to have even a strong opinion. Okay. Like the, I don't know. I feel like I would recommend future stuff by the guys who wrote this Batman. Well, let's, the, the things we look for in a Batman to, okay. to evaluate, um, is he, do we have evidence he's intelligent? Is he hot? Is he fuckable? Yeah. yeah. How, big How big is, is his dick? dick? Yes. <laughs> I like the same page. Uh, is he intelligent? I think mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. I think he, he did some, we saw some good detective work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He figured out that they were on the oil rig. He mm-hmm. figured out uh, why they wanted Barbara. Mm-hmm. I think he's a smart guy. Yeah. 
Uh, is he a good fighter? Yeah, I mean, he like sort of he doesn't really fight all that much in this. He just sort of comes in and saves the day. Yeah, there's know? not a lot of actual combat. By you know? him. Robin has some combat. Batgirl has some combat, right. but not Batman specifically. Um, gadgets? How many gadgets does he have? Very few. He's got the grappling hook. Yeah, and then the bat, copter, mobile. Yeah, well, the, the next thing jet. is the, the the car. I don't think he has a Batmobile at all in this. Because yeah, of the Batwing. The Batwing. There you go. I yeah. I didn't know there were two different things. <laughs> Batcopter jet car. <laughs> Does it like drive you crazy that I have no idea like any of this? Or, like... No, that's fine. That's, I you're a normal human being. <laughs> Just like a, an amendment uh, prior to this podcast, like, uh, just so you know, my guests have no idea. <laughs> That's, that would be every guest. If I, if I were to make that announcement, I have to do it every episode. And the co-host. <laughs> for them, too. Would it drive you nuts if, if we were talking about basketball? I'm like, yeah, he grabbed that, uh, the, the, the big round thing. And he, he put it through, like, the flat round thing. Well, see, I feel like you know a ball and a hoop. Like, I think, yes, that would drive me crazy because you're purposely trying to, do, like... Well, the, the tall white guy passed it to the tall black guy. Yeah. And uh, he, he did a, 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 a shoot. He did a three-point shoot, I think. Yeah, see, that, that would upset me, yes. Um, I also don't think I would have you on a basketball podcast. I think, one, I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever have one. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if it would be, I would be, like... We have Danny on here to review the movie Space Jam. Like that would be <laughs> that the I could talk about. Yeah, like it would be something like that. Yeah. You know, I would just keep if it wasn't Space Jam, I keep trying to bring it back. Like you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the movie Airplane. <laughs> That's a fact about baseball, basketball. <laughs> I can't even get the sport right. Airplane's a good movie, man. It Air- was. Airplane holds up. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in uh, Into the Dragon. He was in some Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Really like super intelligent. That's I've heard smart. an interview with yeah. him. He seems very smart. Um, yeah, has a weird sort of like history with uh, like basketball. People like sort of hate him. He was like kind of a dick, but oh, yeah? like very intelligent and like wrote a nice book. And uh, yeah. he's writing like a series of books or either books or comics that are based on like Mycroft Holmes, like Sherlock Holmes's brother. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't read him. I don't know yeah. if they're any good, but. Uh, I think it's kind of an interesting idea. It's, I think it's, it's always cool to me when somebody has a there's a whole wide range of mm-hmm. things. Like you know him for basketball, obviously, but there's so many other things he has going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I respect mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's about it. Car, gadgets, intelligent fighter. Um, I, I don't know. I I think he's right at the same level as Christian Bale. He doesn't have as many. If, if we're only talking about from this movie, mm-hmm. there's just not enough fighting to really make that evaluation. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't adjust the list at this point. I think that's fair. I, Who's the worst Batman? The worst Batman at number 30, 38. Oh my god. We have David Noble from The Disagreement, which is an awful, awful fan film. <laughs> What makes him so bad? Um, It's just, he's, to even call it a Batman thing is is stretching a little bit, but it's just um, Wonder Woman and and Catwoman having tea or something, and it becomes very misogynistic, they get into a big cat fight, and then uh, Bruce Wayne shows up out of costume, and he's just there for like two seconds, like, hey ladies. (laughs) 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 He comes up as like such a douchebag. 
that uh, we, we just hated it. I do love that you have a list of, and there's 38 of them. Yep, 38. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these have been uh, in multiple movies, so there's, uh, this is episode 56, I think. Have you ever considered changing the name of the podcast because you put so much time in it so it has better like visibility? Yeah, maybe we could do Big Podcast of Batman or something. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a way to change names? There's got to be a way to change podcast names. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't. I, I've never uploaded a podcast, but you know. That honestly had not occurred to me that that was a possibility until right now, but probably <laughs> it would make it so much easier to search for. Yeah, no, I couldn't find it. Like, yeah. I only found the name of it because, like, I searched for you. Yeah, that's what I always recommend. like, Google. Yeah. And then, like, typed in bat. Like, it, yeah. it was, like, multiple steps for me. to Like, I now subscribe. Yeah. You know? Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look into that. that. That would make everything so much easier yeah. if people could actually find the I mean, there's it. something very beautiful about yeah. it having a name that no one can search, mm-hmm. yet you still dedicate all your time. Yeah. It's, uh... I think it's very admirable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm very impressed by that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I, I think that's fair. Keep uh, keep Kevin Conroy at number two for now. But I, I know he's going to be coming back. He's got a lot more chances to, to get the number one spot. Uh, he has done so much Batman. I think it's very possible he's going to end up number one by the end. Uh, Jim, you got anything you want to plug? Um... Sure, you can follow me at Froggy Dog on Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's 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 about it. I've got some. I got a few shows coming up. Nothing, nothing too major. I know my um, uh, some of these things are going to be over by the time the 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 podcast is released. Uh, I'm going to be at the Village Lantern in November, uh, November twelfth for a show called uh, Comedians and Coffee Getting Cards. At nine o'clock, that's with uh, uh, John Newman, who was on our episode uh, "The Dark Knight." He did that one with us. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Danny Rathbun. Friend me on Facebook at Danny Rathbun. If you want to like and subscribe to the the podcast, it uh, gives a, a lot of help. If you want to write a review, that's also great. Um, next week, we're going to be doing Justice League: Brave and the Bold. The special guest Alan Ilyan, who was on our episode. Uh, uh, Batman Dal Piano to Eros, almost a year ago. He's back. Uh, Jim, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. You wanna? Oh wow, that's that's funny. Considering we talked yeah. about Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, do we do it together, Kareem? or do I say it all myself? Uh, you do, and I'll join in. Okay. Kareem. Kareem! <laughs>